0: Welcome to the Biz Bash Podcast, where we make biz strategy a piece of cake. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Cammy, but you might know us better as Eliza and Calligraphy and Cami Monet. We want to help you, our fellow stationers, artists, and calligraphers, confidently build a profitable and personality-driven creative biz. We're here to share our honest-to-goodness advice and actionable strategies for ambitious artists. So put on your party hat, quit being a procrastinator gator, and let's get this party started. Hey guys, welcome back to the BizMatch podcast. Today is episode 35 and we are talking about were we artsy as kids? Question mark. (laughs) I feel like I had to like put the question mark in there. I don't know why. Um, This is always fun to talk about, um, especially because so much of what you end up doing as an adult, I think really stems from the way you were raised as a kid. I mean, it's the whole like nature versus nurture thing. And like- the nurture thing has a really big part of it. So Cammie and I have talked about this a little bit in the past, and this is honestly really fun for me, writing down like a whole ton of notes of like things I did as a child. And I'm like, wow, now it it, like really makes sense. Like why I'm doing what I'm doing today. So basically today is just going to be like story time because Cammie and I are going to share like a lot of like the crazy art things we did (laughs) as we were kids or like little projects or this or that. So I'm, I'm, gonna go ahead and let, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and let i'm gonna go ahead and let cammy take it away with her first opening thoughts <laughs> <laughs> my opening thoughts um oh boy. <laughs> okay um no i just think this episode's gonna be really fun because it's, it's just it's story time with cammy and elizabeth um so where are we artsy as kids i mean well y'all kind of know i think y'all know that my dad is an artist so i obviously grew up um with very artistic influence so I was kind of artsy by default but I wouldn't be like oh it's an artsy fartsy kid at all because I also had this like weird thing where I was like I don't want to be an artist like that's stupid but I was also like when I was really young I was also always being like very artsy and creative and um, I was always painting on my dad's lap like literally just sitting on his knee when I was like three years old and he would let me put all the final touches on his paintings and sell those for more because he'd be like you touch this one so it's, it's worth a lot Aww. more like the cutest thing I know so I had a lot of you know my self-esteem was good and I was like I'm an artist like I know what I'm doing but um yeah I just have like all these memories of My dad at his um, big studio table like this big easel and just like painting with his little glasses on and he just let me get like a little paintbrush and paint in the corner while he worked on the rest of the piece so honestly what kind of man trusts a toddler with a paintbrush but he did so (laughs) um so that's like one of my absolute favorite memories of being artsy um and then I want to tell you guys this funny story too um and then Elizabeth can tell a funny story but (laughs) so I as I got older I guess like five or six maybe. Um, and I would sell my paintings in my dad's art gallery. I had like a little corner. It was called Cammy's Corner. And pretty much I would sell little abstract like watercolor pieces and little watercolor paintings of animals and stuff. And people like loved them because I was, you know, when you're a little kid, everyone's like, oh, it's so cute. So I was like selling those things pretty good. And I remember going to one of my dad's art shows that he used to go to in Sevierville, Tennessee every year. And it was just like, like a, art conference basically and their show everyone's there with all their um, different booths and stuff. And I had like a little um, apron that said my dad's gallery on it, G web gallery and little French beret that I still have and a little paint palette pin, which is so funny because I have one now in my shop, but this one was like gold, <laughs> like very old school. Mm-hmm. And I had a little um, colored pencil set. And so I was just going around like sketching stuff and selling my sketches to people all over this art show and literally my um, pockets of my apron were like overflowing with cash. And when I went back to my parents' booth, my mom mom thought I had like stolen someone's (laughs) money (laughs) and she was like freaking out. But really I'd just been going around and selling stuff to people. And, oh, of course, who could say no to like a little kid in a beret? Um, so I was mm-hmm. like selling my paintings at a very early age, and I, I always remember that story. My mom just gets such a kick out of it. And then, like, a f- and a few years after that, I started getting my own booth, and so I could do it the legit way instead of like <laughs> going around and wow. uh, yeah, <laughs> selling pay- pieces of paper to people. So. <laughs> So, did you guys count up how much you've made? I don't, I'm, I'm sure they did, but I, I do not remember the number anymore. But I, I mean, mean it was gonna, like wads of one dollar bills, so. yeah. But I still bet you made like 50 bucks. I probably like, made at least 50 bucks, yeah. At least, like, my mom was like, Why, where did you get this? and everyone, and then my dad just thought it was hilarious, and it just kind of became like this whole joke about the art show. And like, all my dad's artist friends were like, She's gonna outsell you, like, well, oh. didn't you? Sell stuff to your classmates too, and oh, got yes. to for it. Yeah, this is another story. Basically, <laughs> I've always been passionate about selling your work and not giving away <laughs> for free. <laughs> so, yeah, in sixth grade, you guys, I had this little business I started, and it kind of became a trend in our school with um, the scraps from my dad's art gallery for framing so we had like lots of mat board and cardboard and like foam board like perfect little shapes and squares uh, like rectangles and squares that, that are perfect for writing with marker so this is like around the time when all the shirts that said like angel and honey or whatever like were really popular so I was writing just phrases like that just like I don't even know brat you know <laughs> like those kinds of things and like decorating them with little like rhinestones and like um and then it everyone would tape them on the Side of their desk, and you were like really cool. The more you had, like it'd be like this folding down thing of signs. Like people, all the girls oh had gosh. them. It was like the coolest thing. And then I started taking custom orders where you customize your colors. I had like a little order form sheet, <laughs> and I even had like a tip jar on my desk. I had a place you could put your money and like your order form, oh like Ziploc bags, like taped all around my desk. And then the teachers like started finding out about like how much money I was making because people weren't paying for their lunches because they were spending their lunch money to buy these signs. And I went to the principal's office and had to shut down the whole operation (laughs) and no one was allowed to have the signs on there. their desk anymore but some of my friends will still text me like i still have the signs like hanging on their mirror at their house you know it's like so funny to me but oh my god yeah i got in big trouble for that Uh, but i did make probably like 300 bucks on that one like i did pretty good on that i mean for a sixth grader that's so much i was making bangles but i mean i was like doing a lot of orders it's getting overwhelmed thought i was gonna have to hire i mean i'm just kidding (laughs) um but i remember the first thing i bought i think i've told you this do you remember what i bought if i told you this or not i don't think i do okay so the first thing i bought was this pair of cat ears from claire's that i still have okay yeah i remember you i still have them oh my gosh that was like my big spending money but i wear those every year on halloween so you know what it's a great investment Meanwhile, I was the kid who found $10 in the swimming pool once and thought I was rich. Like, (laughs) So literally, like you saying that you made $300 in sixth grade is hilarious because like I, there was this um, stuffed animal at the mall that I really wanted and it was $11. And I think I had like a dollar to my name in sixth grade and I found $10 in the pool and that's how I was able to buy it. (laughs) Gosh, I should have just like sold stuff to my classmates. Yeah, you gotta swindle your classmates that's what you gotta do yeah. actually I think I might have even been like younger than sixth grade at that point now that I'm thinking about it yeah I, I think I was younger, remember but, but still I know like all that stuff starts blurring together um I feel like my like entrepreneurial things as a kid were like very much your typical like lemonade stand I was totally mm. a lemonade stand kid and oh, we yeah. lived in like a busy enough neighborhood too that it worked out pretty well um I feel like I also like did some other things like
1: making money, house,
0: yeah, to try to like make money and like do stuff, but. Um, my mom, like her way to incentivize us as kids to do chores, was like we earned a quarter per chore. <laughs> so, oh my I'm gosh. I'm too busy doing my chores to try to earn my quarters. I should have like gone out started my whole own like entrepreneurial thing. Wow. Yeah. oh my gosh. No, I have another way that I was making money too. <laughs> so another story about me selling stuff and just basically I was a con artist. I just hustled everyone. So I used to pick flowers from my neighbors' gardens then sell it back to them in a bouquet. I would literally pick their flowers, then go to their door and sell it to them. Yeah, me. And I would tie it, Oh, well, I tied it up with ribbon. And that's what made it fancy. And I went around my wagon all throughout the neighborhood and like had my little bouquets and I would just sell them back to the neighbors. And I got all like the Christmas ribbon. I would wrap them up. And we have a bed and breakfast that's right next door to our house. Um, So I would sell the bouquets of like daffodils to the guests at the Buckhorn. <laughs> I mean, I was a little kid with a little red wagon selling flowers. How can you say no? I mean, really, right. you guys? Yeah. And I, I did the lemonade stand and like the vegetable stand out at the farm um, because obviously we had all those vegetables and all those grapes. My dad like built a little stand for me. <laughs> and this was, oh, this is funny too. This was the time when I had the a jaw expander in my mouth. I don't know if y'all know what it is. It's basically a torture oh, before you yes. get braces. And I had a huge gap in my front two teeth for one summer. And that's when I had my vegetable stand. And I'm not even kidding you. <laughs> one time, a tour bus pulled up of all these foreign tourists. And they took all these pictures of me because I look like a total redneck because I had the gap in my teeth selling vegetables. They probably thought it was like the super authentic, like backwoods Tennessee <laughs> thing. And I'll just never forget that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's okay. You're not the only one who's had like pictures taken of you and had a spectacle made because when my family traveled to Europe, I want to say I was 14 at the time and my Mm -hmm. youngest sibling is seven years younger than me. So it's like kids between age seven and 14. There's five of us. And my parents had us loaded into basically like the equivalent of almost like a work van like in Europe because there was like nothing bigger to hold all of us. And there was a tour bus that was taking pictures of our family once because <laughs> in Europe, you have, like, one kid, maybe. That's yeah. kind of, like, the trend right now. Maybe two. And so I think they w- were just, like, baffled that there were so many of us. So I get that. Like, <laughs> we made a That's one. amazing. Um, okay, so <laughs> I'm going to dive into a couple of things I did as a kid. So let me say, first off, I was... A professional copier when i was a child um (laughs) i literally like copied the entire book called martha speaks do you remember that book it's like Uh, the dog no and i think she eats alphabet soup i think it's martha speaks and martha the dog eats alphabet soup and then she can talk to people Mm -hmm. no i don't remember it (laughs) I was like very, very young, but still I like took all the paper and uh, from the printer and I took our scissors and our tape and like my crayons and all that. And I like duplicated the entire book. That was like my... apparently like version of art which obviously i didn't do anything with it i think i was just like trying to i think i just wanted to like make a book and Mm -hmm. i didn't know what to put in it so i just like put in everything else from this book so that was like a really great way to start off my artistic (laughs) career but i was always just like doodling and drawing and doing like artistic stuff as a kid all the time um like if the if the paper was missing from the copier like I just said my mom knew it was me like it was always me if she couldn't find stuff like in the office space in its normal spot it's because I had taken it somewhere so I think literally for like one of my birthdays they bought me like printer, paper, tape, and scissors. And they were like, these are yours and you can use them. And you don't take the stuff from like mom and dad's office. Yes. <laughs> that was the best gifts. I would always get um, masking tape as a gift, like rolls and rolls and rolls of it. And I loved it. Like yeah, not, that's not, from, got. not from mm-hmm. my parents, from like other people that just knew. That's what I like, loved. <laughs> yes. It's so, so funny. funny. Like something that simple. And I hope my kids will be entertained by like simple stuff like that too someday. Same. Um, But, like, I know a lot of, like, the things that I drew ended up in my dad's, like, office, you know, because, of course, he would, like, take it and hang it up, which, like, most people do for their kids. But it was one of those things where I, like, I just, like, never grew out of the artsy stage, I guess. I mean, I was just, like, always doodling, always drawing. Um, Even in college, that was, like, my preferred thing to do in class was, like, doodle instead of take notes. (laughs) so yeah I feel like I've like always did you I've always been artsy um like take art classes or go to art camp or anything like that Mm -hmm. I did with our family friend when I was like young I did watercolor like a watercolor class where she taught like really basic principles and I remember thinking I was like way too cool for it because I like already knew that stuff I was like above it for some reason um and then one of my favorite things was that I actually, speaking of copying, I painted Monet's Bridge in first grade. Um, <laughs> that was, like, everyone did that as, like, an art study, right? Yeah. And, like, someone offered um me ten dollars for it like because it got like hung up in the hallway and um someone saw it and asked my parents if they could buy it for ten dollars and my dad told them no and he hung it up in our house <laughs> <laughs> oh. which i love i'm so glad that he like they still have, have it that they still have it yeah it's still in the house somewhere okay, you gotta um, get them to take a picture so we can post i'm it. <laughs> not entirely sure where but, uh, but i'm pretty sure like when we did the big like garage sale and clean clean out that that didn't go yeah. like it's it's somewhere in there yeah how's the it has a story test I was the same way with you though with like art classes I like hated art classes because I just was like I don't need this. I'm fine. And then also I had this like sk- this fear that I wasn't going to be good enough and I should be good enough, you know what I mean? And I was like I can't do the art class because what if I don't do good? There's this expectation because everyone's like, "Oh, you're the artist. You're going to do good." Like I I I still have that fear now. Like if someone took me like an art class or like a paint your own pottery studio, I would like be so terrified. I don't know why. Yeah. Oh, that's the, phrase, uh, like, the competitive side of it. Oh, yeah. Like I remember being like competitive about art from a very young age too, because like when we were painting the bridge, or at least it would have been at the same time. I don't know if I was painting Monet's bridge, but we were doing some art thing in class. And one of my friends was like, you know, the typical, like when you're young and, and you're like, Oh, here's this is just so good because you like, you want to get the compliment. Yeah. Back. Yeah. And I think I was like, thank you and like didn't say anything back to her because i knew mine was better oh god this makes me sound horrible oh yeah one time i got in a fight with this girl because she said she could paint an elephant better than me this is the first time i met her we're friends now <laughs> like i went to her wedding stuff <laughs> she's like i can paint an elephant better than you i was like you don't even know i'm the art person here. like i know i could paint an elephant she's like you don't even know i'm good at elephants i was like okay this was at sunday school i got so mad like the parents had to get involved i don't even know <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's just so funny. But uh. he was like a child just like fascinates me. It's so funny because <laughs> like we still ended up having like very similar tendencies because we like complement each other so well, but had like completely different. Because I'm an you know, only only child and you have, like, a million brothers and sisters. Yes. <laughs> like, I still can't wrap my head around the fact you're an only child. Like, it just doesn't, like, feel that way. It feels like you should have been raised with, like, at least seven other children. Why? Like, well, without- I don't understand. What, what? Why do you think that, like... Um, why do I think that because of some of the stories you tell me like the things you would like run around and do and like getting in trouble it just strikes me as like something like a younger sibling would get away with when the others weren't looking (laughs) (laughs) I had a very active imagination like that's why I'm fine being alone like I can have I can be by myself and just have like the best time like I really really can honestly I, I entertain myself very well um yeah so one of the things I used to do to entertain myself too like this is kind of a good segue into another story um was in my dad's gallery you've been there you know how in the back there's just like all those hallways kind of where like all the Mm -hmm. mat supplies are well I would build very elaborate forts um that would basically take like take over that entire back space and like I cannot like express to you how big they are and if you're I know you haven't like if you're listening you haven't been there but just imagine like a pretty wide hallway and like a car like a life-size fort built with these huge cardboard sheets that I would waste all my parents cardboard sheets that would go for like on the back of paintings you know held together with uh the masking tape (laughs) and like window (laughs) cutouts and I would like draw window boxes on them I have like a mailbox and I expected people to deliver letters and the employees at my dad's gallery were like getting like they were mad they were like we really need you guys to get camera to take this down because we can't like work function like efficiently because all those (laughs) cardboards and like tunnels and like wings of the house and all this stuff and like a chimney and of course my dad would like help me and so he was like a total instigator (laughs) you know he's like we're not taking it down he's like this is what cammy and i support like we're working on it you know and then oh oh my my gosh i that was so infuriating to (laughs) the employees i know (laughs) and i was like always like i would literally dig to the trash i remember like finding their like chinese takeout box and like putting spreads of paper and be like these are my noodles and like I was, I was a trash digger. That was me like as a kid. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was a big, I was a big fort builder too. Yeah, of Not as, uh, as cardboard, but I mean, we would take the cushions off the couch. We would use all the blankets. We would use like everything we could to like create giant forts. Like what, what you said with like different wings and yeah. like, this and that. <laughs> oh yeah. Get this. Like a few summers back, one of my family friends with like, she has like two kids. Um, they're probably elementary age now. Mm-hmm. she said she had to teach them how to build a fort Are and i'm like kidding I'm sorry, me what <laughs> oh my gosh I was like, about, like natural instinct as a child i'm like trying to figure out like how do i
1: that's bring just, that out in my
0: kids today you know basically you just don't give them any electronics i think yeah that's all. a whole other side tangent for another show <laughs> um <laughs> another side oh, yeah i was all about forts and like I would even, so I, I thought I wanted to be an architect when I was a little kid. So I was always out at the farm. I was like making outlines of houses with leaves. Like I would clear off a part of the grass and then like make outlines of houses and be like, this is the bedroom and like design a house. And then like pretend to live in the house, like outlined. With wait, the- I did that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, did you want to push the leaves around? Is what? that what you're talking about? Oh um, yeah. Really, I, I, I would like lines. line it up like little, like each, like, yeah. Like like a line with a leaf, like a bunch of leaves, you know? Not uh-huh. so much like a leaf pile, but like a leaf line. I guess. Okay. <laughs> we um, had like huge piles of leaves in my backyard as a kid. So like we literally uh, yeah, would yeah, have yeah, out and like, like push them around to like make different rooms. Yeah, this was like not pushing the leaves, but like a line, like individually placing one oh, leaf down. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Because an I know, and I had to like, oh my gosh, yeah, that was that was good times, good times, yeah, man. Oh my gosh. Well, um, I also had like a an affinity for numbers from very young as well, um, which is kind of funny because like we're talking about being artsy, but I still love numbers now. So now it's just like making me think of like other things I did yeah. as a kid. I would play banker with myself for hours, Cami, like hours. I had one of those like <laughs> fake cashier chests, yeah. and I would like take money out, and I'd like write it on a notepad, and I would subtract it, and I'd be like, okay, I have this much money in the oh bank, and then gosh. I'd like back in and like add it back in I could do that like all day my parents are probably like like, child (laughs) it's child oh my gosh what a little geek you were (laughs) yeah I loved that I like loved the like checks and balances and figuring things out and oh my goodness yeah that's kind of um my cousins and I and my my neighbors we would all play this game, well, we called it Seed Needs, but it wasn't actually called Seed Needs. Seed Needs was the name of my store. Um, and so everyone had like their own store. You know, everyone's like their own shop owner over. At, okay, so we're Nana's houses and the farm. Um, mm-hmm. So we would have like everyone have their own little store and then there'd be the banker and like the rocks were a different currency. Like a brown rock was like $10 and a white rock was like a dollar or whatever and then my other cousin was always like the robber and so you had to like hide your money and I had mine in a mason jar like under this other rock that I like dug a hole in and my store was seed needs and it was like you could get all the stuff you needed for growing a garden or whatever <laughs> <laughs> we all had different stores and like someone had like a snack store and they'd be like in Nana's kitchen and you play with rocks like it was so fun pay- playing that like you would have been the banker for sure and, the, and that yes, game. absolutely 100. like we did stuff like that like when we were together with our cousins like yeah. when we went to the outer North Carolina the dads would dig us a big hole and we would make a donut shop and we'd like go down into the hole and we'd like take sand and pack it together into like a little sphere like this is our donut shop and the parents would have to like come pay with like seashells and so (laughs) I love that oh my gosh I want to be a kid and like play these games do kids play these kind of games anymore some I need moms to enlighten us because clearly we know nothing about kids compared in our last episode or not our last or couple episodes ago when we were talking about babies and we're like that's actually a baby stroller <laughs> we didn't know <laughs> yes Catherine cardi oh. informed us that up a baby is actually a brand that exists See? and we were cracking jokes about that last time and did not realize it's a company so please if you heard it and you work for up a baby don't sue us <laughs> we're sorry. we didn't know we didn't know how do we know <laughs> oh okay what other what other fun stories from our being artsy as kids. Oh, I was obsessed with um, like making miniature things. Like I would make miniature magazines. Like I was really big on like if there was like an advertisement for magazines in a magazine, and I would like cut them out and make mini ones. <laughs> like, oh my like gosh! This whole collection of miniature magazines. Um. And then I would do like a newsletter for my parents every morning. I did that for like two weeks. And then I was like, you know what? I can't handle this. And I'd be like, squirrel is on the back deck. Like that was like literally a newsletter, like making it. In- oh my gosh. I did a newsletter we did that at 1.2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was it, um, it wasn't Microsoft Word. It was the other one. Oh gosh, I couldn't even tell you. It was so basic though. But you're right. Mine probably lasted a couple of weeks as well. But I totally went through a newsletter phase where it was like I was doing one every day or something. I Mm -hmm. wish I could find some of those. They're probably long gone. I know my mom has them. She literally has like a huge box for every single year of my life. I guess that's an only child thing. but like. Yeah, I mean, we still I do have to say like when we went home for the house clean out in like August 2018 guys, my parents didn't move but they became empty nesters so like the five of us kids went home to Littleton, Colorado to like help them clean out the house. And my mom still had like a very decent sized pile of things for everybody. And so it was really interesting seeing how each sibling handled sorting through that, Mm Cami, You're going to have to do it someday for your stuff. You can't keep all of it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want all that. I've gotten rid of a lot of my like childhood stuff, but I think my mom still has like a lot of the papers (laughs) and everything. Yeah, a lot of the papers. And that's what was so shocking. It was so much paper because now we're in like more of a digital age. Like I don't think kids are going to have as much of that stuff you know like for parents to keep um yeah but anyhow i i was kind of like in the middle of my siblings i was making quick work of it because i would only keep something if i really remembered doing it if there was like a connection so most of the stuff was going in like the recycling pile yeah um And I got rid of a lot of things. Actually, my dad pulled one thing out of the trash. He was like, I'm not letting you get rid of this. (laughs) It's so (laughs) cute. Um, And some of the things we did throw out, but like took pictures of before we threw them out. So we would still have like the pictures in memory. Um, But anyways, like my brother Mark is like literally like lying on the floor in our basement. And we all have these like huge piles of papers. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And he's like lying, stretched out on the floor, just like, Brushing his hand across the top, like, swipe, 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 just, like, (laughs) everything, like, into the trash. He just, like, wanted to get through it as quick as possible. (laughs) And meanwhile, like, my other brother, Robert, is, like, much more methodical. Mm -hmm. And so he was, like, picking up each piece of paper to, like, look at it, to remember when it was from, to really, like, decide if he wanted to keep it or not. So, obviously, like, his process was a lot longer. But it was, like, really, it was, like, opening Pandora's box. Is that the right thing? Where it was like when we did all of that, it like opened all of these memories for yeah. like a week where we saw everything like from our childhood. It was so strange. But it was like it was so sweet at the same time. I yeah. love it. Yeah, it is it's fun to like reminisce. And I'm I'm sure once I start going through all the boxes of crap my mom has, but um, Oh. I want to see some of that stuff. I think when you're home in October, you should just like open one and see what you can find. Okay, <laughs> I'll do that. I'll remind you. Um. See, guys, I haven't like know her schedule and stuff. No big deal. <laughs> um, yeah, we're like besties. So it makes sense. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, okay, um, I talked about how I loved making miniature stuff, but I didn't, I failed to mention some of the other miniature things I would make. Yeah. So um, I would make these like, corn husk husk dolls my best friend and her sister we'd all have like our own little dolls made out of corn husk I sound like I lived on like little house on the prairie I swear but like this is why it sounds like you should have a million siblings because (laughs) of like the whole like outdoorsy like living you just like imagine a lot of children running around I don't know yeah I think you are enough work of like you were kind of like 10 children in uh, one. Yeah, I was. I was crazy. You were a lot of work, right? Like, um, that's not a lie. Um, I don't know. Like, it depends on which parent you ask. <laughs> I thought your mom, okay, fine. Your mom would say mom I'm the, I was the easiest kid. My mom thought I was bananas, you know. A wild child. Yeah, I don't think I was really that wild. I was pretty, pretty good kid. Wait, no, you showed me or your mom showed me the video of oh, you. I showed wearing you wearing the dress, like, <laughs> and like pulling it over your head and like doing the can. around. Like, oh my gosh no, that I video that. was like smacking my butt oh my gosh it's ridiculous it's yeah I, and it I saw that and i was like yeah you're 10 kids in one and like, i had my <laughs> rolls of tape and toilet paper thing and i made like an elephant face remember you saw that that was my rolls of tape told you <laughs> yeah oh my oh, goodness oh my. the funniest video <laughs> yeah maybe i'll maybe i should post that on the stories do you think i should it's I think weekend. that would be hilarious. It's, it's long enough ago that it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's just so funny. Okay, all right. I'm going to post that. So don't let me forget. And... <laughs> okay okay someone will for sure tag us and remind us so guys if you hear this and it hasn't been posted just we can can post a lot of stuff like if we have pictures and like of our art stuff get your parents to send you some pictures okay um okay what was i going with this Cornhus dolls oh yeah so i would make these cornhouse dolls and they had like little outfits that i made from like little fabric scraps because i used to have um so my dad my parents rented out this gallery um to different artists in the um Mountain Arts and Crafts community and one of the ladies there did like fabric stuff and so she would give me all of her fabric scraps which i loved plus they always smelled like cinnamon she was like this really sweet grandma so that was an extra bonus <laughs> so i would make these like <laughs> little dresses out of like little um fabric scraps she gave me and my corn dolls had like a little shoe box that i made into like a little house and i like cut out a window and put little curtains and a little bed i made like little quilts like all very little like and i would make like little pies out of bottle caps and i would put like beads like colored beads to be like the filling and i had like a felt like pie crust and then like a tiny little styrofoam like wisp to be the whipped cream (laughs) i loved making those mini pies they were my favorite that is so cute that honestly like makes me want to do that right honestly, now so they funny. are the cutest things and i still have them at the farm i'm gonna get that shoe box down because i know where it is i'm pretty sure wait did you ha- ever have an easy bake oven Oh yeah. Easy bake oven was the best. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I had one too. I mean like what I still have, it. I still have it? my mom didn't want to get rid of it. <laughs> oh my gosh. You might be able to like sell that thing oh. <laughs> good, funny, for the nostalgia factor. But Seriously. yeah, when you said like little miniature pies, it reminded me of that. I was like all about my easy bake oven when I was a kid. I feel like if you're a kid, like between 85 and 95, like you had an easy bake oven yeah I know seriously and then like uh, so this is like a weird story but every time my parents would leave me home alone which was like when I was older like not like eight you guys but this is kind of the um, like, six year old Cammy, like this, sitting in the house all alone I, and would, this is, I feel like the easy bake oven like led to this this why. but I would always make this concoction of flour sugar and butter and just like mix it and then put it in the microwave or the oven and just eat that like a huge bowl of it and I was like this is my a secret snack that my parents don't know about <laughs> Okay. That sounds like good but also gross. Oh like God. what? Flour, Is butter and sugar. I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean it's gonna might kill you, but <laughs> yeah like I said I was perfectly entertained by myself so I'm gonna you know I'm gonna try that today if I feel like gaining 42 pounds (laughs) well the thing is like I was also super self-entertained like even though I was the oldest yeah but the reason that it happened like that is because there's five of us in seven years so my mom was like taking care of like young kids all the time and I really had to self-entertain myself like and um, I feel like the boys, Robert and Mark, were the, the two right after me. And they played together a lot growing up because, you know, like the trains, yeah. the planes, automobiles, like all that good stuff. Yeah. And I was like the one running around, like hugging trees out in the backyard. Like <laughs> literally, though, like, oh, gosh, here's another like embarrassing story about being a kid. My, <laughs> my dad chopped down these like aspens that were by the side of our house. And I was... I just like had a big sensitivity for like anything with life in it, like a plant, like moths, bugs, whatever it was. I was like sad when anything died. I was sad when my dad sold his car for God's sake. And that like, doesn't (laughs) have, you know, not a living thing, but they chopped down these Aspen trees. And I was like, out back like on my knees like bent over like praying for the aspen trees when they had been chopped down and my dad came out and he's like what are you doing (laughs) I was just like out there like praying for the trees that had been chopped down I probably like ran off and didn't tell him what I was doing because I was like too embarrassed but well I was like actually chopping down trees as a kid like one of my things that I had was a hatchet my parents (laughs) gave me a hatchet and they would let me just go play in the woods and I would chop down trees and build teepees And, like, thinking about that now, I'm like, what parent gives their child a hatchet, like, really, and tells them to go back in the woods? Like, that would never fly now. So, I would, like, maybe we wouldn't have been friends. You would have been praying over the trees I chopped down. (laughs) No, I think I had enough of an adventuresome spirit. And I'm not sure what it was about those trees specifically that I, I was very attached to them for some reason, um I don't think like any other average tree necessarily would have like upset me I had a lot of trees though I like loved as a kid that were like super special trees yeah, I have um, special trees too like they're yeah they're, you pick a certain tree and you just like really grow fond of that tree like I don't know <laughs> Does anybody else out there have special trees? Um, <laughs> or are Cammie and I just crazy? <laughs> special trees. Okay. <laughs> Did anyone else have a hatchet or is that just me? <laughs> oh, so funny. Um, oh, I have another. Okay. I have another good story okay. about like the artsy stuff. Yes. And this leads more into like handwriting because I can see um, throughout the years growing up, like how handwriting started becoming a big part of my story. So mm-hmm. it like makes sense that calligraphy is a part of it. So when I was in middle school, I got like super into handwriting and the fact that I could like do all sorts of different fonts, right? Like I didn't have just one style of handwriting. I probably had like five or six that I use like interchangeably for different things. And I was like very proud of that. (laughs) Well, in eighth grade, I remember my science teacher (laughs) told me literally in front of like the entire class too, uh, which is like slightly mortifying. And he was like, maybe you would get more done if you're more focused on what we're learning and less focused on writing it down." beautifully (laughs) and hashtag no regrets guys i probably didn't take away a ton from the science class but like that was like what mattered to me and like is still what matters to me today so I don't know like yeah that's why I like spent all the time doing that I think for a long time I like might even still have some of those notebooks because they were so beautiful and because like science was like more boring to me so I was more entertained if I wrote my notes beautifully that makes sense (laughs) so did you have a diary too when you were a kid oh yeah please of course I had a diary oh man I had like several different diaries throughout the years I know and I know I have those at home too so I can get those pictures up of those and we can read them. yes oh my gosh some of my stuff in there is just beyond funny (laughs) it's so funny because I would like always I'd pick one up and I'd journal really consistently for a while and then I would stop I was like never one of those people who have like a journal like full for every single year. It's just like journals of like little parts of my lives here and there. I mean, equally hilarious. They're so funny. I was like, I remember going on family vacations and like my entertainment in the backseat. Like this is actually when I'm like 13, probably 13 or 14 was like writing in the notebook. Like I'd always bring a notebook and I'd make like different pages of like things I saw along the way and like sketching things. And I remember specifically going to the beach and I had this page where I kept track of all the hot guys that I saw and I would draw how many flames of how hot they were. And I'd be like, this is the location I spotted them. Three flames. This is where I saw this guy. One flame. <laughs> I keep on <up> running this. <laughs> it was called like the hot o meter with like a thermometer. Like I drew all this stuff. <laughs> like, oh, my oh, my gosh. oh my god Oh my God. I'm like blushing right now just thinking about that. But I, I literally had that, you guys. I did that. So, <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, I did a lot of like artsy notebook things in the cars yeah. too when we were like driving around a lot. Um, yeah, I loved road trips as a kid. That's why I still love road trips, I think. Yeah, the best part about road trips is snacks. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad you did it. You could have heard Tammy before the episode, y'all. She sat down, she's like, I got some snacks. Like crunching them like right into the mic. <laughs> Oh, my God. It's got popcorn, like, literally all over the place. (laughs) But it's fine. That's okay. It's fine. Okay. It doesn't matter. If anyone out there needs a snack, make sure you grab one. break time, you guys. Oh, you know, it's just like in your childhood. Like, having snacks was, like, the best thing of all time. Oh, yes. The (sighs) best oh but i i do feel slightly bad because i told my friend last week was it last week or two weeks ago i got coffee with her and she was panicking because on the way to coffee she realized she might have left out the snack for her daughter to have at school (laughs) i was so insensitive i I basically was like she'll survive she doesn't need one (laughs) like no i would have been like get it to her right now we're going we're all going mission snack is happening (laughs) like yeah yeah exactly but then you're right. think about back on that oh like snacks were like the most important part of the day um yeah, okay important. i have one more story to share okay. um okay. about being artsy so i actually did right here that like for the most part i loved art classes i think it was just that one art class when i was like doing watercolor that i was like over it for some reason i don't know why but i did a lot of um, classes with like clay and sculpture and different things like even, like, woods and metals was, like, stuff I loved, too. Anything, like, hands-on, I loved. Oh, I really so, liked doing metal stuff because it wasn't pressure for me to paint something. Like, I remember doing that. Yeah. Like, a, that was fun. Okay, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> Sorry. It, no, it's okay. Um, and in eighth grade, I was in this, like, ceramics class, and we made animal whistles out of clay. So, you had to, like, make a whistle, but it had to be in the shape of an animal, And I made a turtle whistle because I freaking love turtles, you guys. And I put it in like the drying room. So like before it'd go into the kiln, I think it has to like dry a certain time or whatever. And the next day when I came back for class, it was gone. So either A, someone stole it, which I don't know what they would have done with it. It wasn't painted or fired or anything at that point. Or B, someone broke it and threw it out and like, wouldn't confess it it was just gone it was disappeared and i was so mad i was livid and mainly i was so mad because i was convinced that this guy in my class greg did it because he was the troublemaker greg freaking greg it's <laughs> such a troublemaker's name and i'm always positive he like probably didn't but i would like had it in my head that he did it and to this day i have no idea what happened to it but let me tell you that original turtle whistle blue like the perfect whistle sound it sounded so good I had to redo the whole thing and I could not get it to work the same it was not the same making a whistle would be very hard (laughs) it just seems really difficult but it was it's still infuriating when I talk about it to be honest I remember it so vividly of like coming back in and being so excited to like check on my turtle and like get it fired and it was gone and no one had an explanation like the teacher couldn't say anything and no one in the class said anything nothing that is I was some like, serious oh, BS we need to start a crime podcast to figure out who broke the turtle whistle <laughs> yeah and I literally went around and checked like every single cupboard in the class because I thought someone had like hid it from me I like, someone stole it because it probably you're right probably had the best whistle sound they were just like it's mine yeah app. but then wouldn't the teacher have known like oh that's Elizabeth's turtle not yours they've been sneaky I mean I don't know like the setup of the room of the crime scene but they should dusted for fingerprints at That's least true. my my hunching suspicion is like that the teacher might have accidentally broken it and wouldn't confess maybe, maybe the teacher stole it because she was like this is the best whistle i've ever seen oh, this is true craftsmanship." and then i can't remember if i ended up keeping like the second one i made or not but i made this tray i do have a picture actually that's like on my instagram that i could easily share for my personal instagram of this like um tray that we made in ceramics class Mm -hmm. where you like you had to like stamp a design into the clay so you like did the one of the um tiles cami where you like you use the oh, knife yeah. to like carve into it I don't know what that's called but we had to like make a design and then like stamp it in and like make it all pretty and stuff oh, or maybe I'm cool. remembering a different art project maybe I'm combining them all together but that is literally on my personal Instagram feed my dad's holding my dad's holding it in his hand um because we wanted a picture of it before we threw it away <laughs> oh I can't wait to go look at it <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna tag you in it right now. Actually, okay, perfect. Sweet. Perfect. Also, question: Do you say crown or crayon? Crayon. Crayon. Crown. Crayon. Crown. Crayon. Crown. <laughs> I'm so crayon. crayon. It's a crown. <laughs> crayon. Mm. Crayon. Who says crayon? I don't know. I I just call it. It's like a box of crowns. Crowns. No. <laughs> it's a box of crayons. but of crayons. <laughs> okay. I don't know. We'll figure that one out. <laughs> Everyone else, let us know how you pronounce the word crayon. Oh, okay. Okay. Hand me the blue crown. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Crown. <laughs> That's really funny. I actually say um, syrup instead of syrup. And my husband gives me a hard uh, time about that. I say that. syrup. Serp though what i like completely syrup? live out the u Serp. what in the heck is wrong with you the u you're leaving out the y <laughs> you're leaving out the y and the sirp. r I'm sirp. <laughs> like, and we're like you mean syrup and i'm like yeah sirp. <laughs> syrup um, i could say it normally i could say syrup but it's just like the extra effort to what do about, that um pecan or pecan pecan oh yeah pecan okay Woo! glad we figured that one out although sometimes <laughs> i'll say pecan if i'm really just being facetious but well, occasionally, like my four years of being in the Pacific Northwest will sneak in because I'll say things like dragon and pillow and beg instead of like dragon. Yeah, sometimes the way you say legs always throws me off because you're like leg, and I'm like leg. leg what? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, ma, this is oh, so funny. Dude, like I'm having some eggs, and I'm like what? <laughs> I throw you off with the way I say egg. Yes. Oh, it's an egg. 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 <laughs> For a second, I thought you said the word leg. I, and I, I was said leg, leg and then I said egg. egg. Leg, egg. Leg on my egg. Uh, I said both. I said both. It's it's how I say both of them. Yes. <laughs> <It's> egg. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What do you say? An egg? Egg. <laughs> <laughs> just, every time you say it, it, like makes me laugh so hard. And like every time we talk on the phone, I try not to laugh because like, that's just the way your voice is. But now that we're on the podcast, I can just bring it up. I think I'm having a glass shattering moment because I don't know if I realize this about myself. Is it because it sounds like it starts with an A instead of an Yeah, e? you got like it's like a little midwestern like egg, like oh, how you doing there <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> cooking my eggs today okay <laughs> <Eggs? laughs> wait you say it again egg egg oh, oh wow oh wow that oh, was interesting weird. okay mm. Whew, okay all right have we wrapped up this podcast enough think- well now I'm thinking of all the other weird words I might say funny too I'm scared <laughs> um I'll keep a list for you how about that <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> That's so funny. It's like I have so many different dialects between like living in Colorado. So in Colorado, it's mountains, not mountains. No one puts the T in the word mountains. So I think that's where SERP comes from that I like shortened it. And then like living in the Pacific Northwest for four years. And now I'm in the South where everyone has southern accents. so it's like, I'm just very confused over here. Here's a little mishmash of all different kinds of things. so. I just have my own accent, I guess, my you own <laughs> Elizabeth accent. So, egg, egg, egg. Yeah, it sounds like it's like there's an egg, egg in there. Sounds like you're saying egg, egg. <laughs> Oh man. Um, anyways, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this very superfluous episode of us talking about ourselves and our childhoods. It was really fun for me. I really enjoyed this, but um Yeah, this was super fun. And I want you guys who are listening, like if you're listening to this episode, please tag us with either A, like funny pictures of you as a child, B artwork of you, like artwork that you created as a child see anything that has to do with your childhood honestly like tag us let us know like all the weird crazy things we want to hear your stories too <laughs> and d who says egg the right way you can also tag us in that <laughs> oh my god yeah maybe that'll have to be part of like the instagram post yeah we'll do egg and crown because i think that's interesting <laughs> so yeah you're definitely saying that one wrong i oh. think i can say that with 100 i am from tennessee 30. i'll say how i want. <laughs> It's a crown. Crown. (laughs) Crown. All right. (laughs) Crown. It's a (laughs) crown. Okay, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. It's been so much fun. And of course, if you want to leave us a rating and review, we totally appreciate that. It makes us so happy to see all your kind words. And it it really means the world to us and helps us keep doing the podcast for you. Yay. Yeah, that sounds perfect. And I don't know if you guys are going to have questions from this episode specifically, (laughs) because it was so personal. But if you do have overarching questions about being an artist or stationary, or just kind of getting your creative career off the ground, make sure you go to bizbirthdaybash.com slash Q and cake. And that's where you can submit a question so that every five weeks, we you have the chance of having your question answered on our q and cake episodes yes exactly so get on that thank you guys so much this has been so much fun and see you later skater gator <laughs> <laughs> i really wanted to do something funny with like egg or crown but... i couldn't think of anything <laughs> the last minute there. Uh, <laughs> you're the best fan crayon <laughs> you're the brightest color in the crown box <laughs> See you later, egg. Oh my gosh. <laughs> nope, I'm going to cut that I'm out. That's too so awkward. uncomfortable. No, you're leaving it now. You're leaving it now. Just I know. <laughs> See you later, <laughs> egg. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, seriously. We're leaving now. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hey there, fellow stationers. Are you creating custom invitations and still sending a lackluster contract that's hacked together with Google searches and generic templates? We've got you. We've created a custom stationary contract written for stationers by stationers, and it is lawyer reviewed and approved. Hashtag legal #LegalRockstar. The custom stationary contract covers every stationary snafu, protects you and your clients' interests, and sets up an expectation of professionalism. We've combined our previous contracts as well as years of experience to bring you a contract that covers your booty and your biz. So become a put together pro and breathe a sigh of relief, knowing that you have a contract that is easy to understand and avoids confusing legal jargon the custom stationery contract is only 227 dollars which is half of what you'd expect to pay anywhere else and it's written by two gals who have seen it all spoiler alert it's us it's time for you to do things right go to bizbirthdaybash.com forward slash contract to purchase and download your copy today